1: Everything about this moment in history seems uniquely designed to challenge our mental health. We are suffering, we need answers, and we need help. That's why I'm so thrilled to be partnering with Sound Mind Live and Consequence of Sound to host their new podcast series, Going There. I'm Dr. Mike Friedman, clinical psychologist and life coach. With Going There, I will talk with musicians who struggle with their mental health, just like us. After all, mental illness affects us all and the same artists who have stepped up to share their wonderful work with us are now sharing the intimate details of their journey in living with mental illness. We are going to ask the tough questions, and we're going to have the difficult conversations, all so that we can learn from each other. But more importantly, to shine a light on the difficult topic of mental illness so that we can all come out of the darkness and get the care we need. So we hope you join us on this journey. Going there the crossroads where music and mental health meet.
0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media.
2: Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much uh, for checking us out, making your way here. Do hope you like what you uh, see here enough to hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. Brand new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. Discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. Of course, you can find us at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube, or the video version of this interview. Uh, exists or wherever you like to get your podcast from. Today, my guest, the group three hundred three, going to be talking with Sean and Nate about their new record called Need. It's a record that finds them in a return to form moment as they look back on their breakthrough album once. uh, They're gonna explain how this new set speaks to their earlier songs while progressing in sound, uh, meeting fan expectations, also writing a sad anthem against the abundance of pop anthems that that exists out there. We get that in uh, one of the first singles. Uh, we're also going to get into maturing. They they talk about middle age in some of these new tracks, how that finds its way into the music. And if you've seen the music videos, uh, they're, they're kind of hitting back again on those early days. And and just in time, too, for the OOS resurgence that's, uh, that's starting to pop up following that 90s thing that we've been in for the past few years. They're also going to give us a teaser of what to expect from the rest of the album. That includes special guests and the upcoming 303 Day. So let's get into it. It's, it's Kyle Meredith with three hundred three.
3: They're back in black.
2: Guess who's back? Back
3: again.
4: <laughs> We're so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us, man. It's a, it's a, a pleasure and an honor and a privilege.
3: That was pretty good impersonation. You, the, your voice, you could get that, get up there for that. What? Oh, the. I, I can't even do the, it without. What's written.
4: his name? Yeah, the <laughs> Bryant.
2: And... <laughs> I think there's a. I, oh, I feel back like in there... black! <laughs> the challenge to see how much of this interview is going to be done in song today i'm, I'm along for the ride i am so it's
4: <laughs> hey you know that's kind of how the, our whole process, man. So you might you might be along for the ride for writing a new 303 song. Who knows?
2: That's it. I'm it. That's I'll, I'll expect the royalties. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, now we're getting a little. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, word for a third, right? That's all I got to kill. That's all I got to give. Zoom splits. Sure, right? What are Zoom splits? Just the vibe, guy. Zoom probably gets part of it too. Yeah, Zoom gets 10%. That's it. No, it, it's so exciting to have you all back. Um, you know, I know it's not been forever. I think it's pitched like, oh, the great comeback. It's only been like a handful of years here. But I I guess that wasn't completely like always in the cards. So maybe we'll start a little bit back. Like what has the first, the last few years been like? What have you guys been doing that's kind of led up to this point?
3: Yeah, I mean, the thing with us, and as you sort of put it eloquently, it's like we were playing shows and uh, playing college shows. We played for the U.S. Navy and military bases. uh, And even just like we've toured as well but it's funny cuz we've had a couple like we've had albums in between Streets of Gold it was like Want Streets of Gold were sort of like our biggest albums and then we had we had Omens and Night Sports was pro- our last album that came out and uh we would have like a new song that we might even go and play live and you know we'd even play the song and then we would get off stage and a, a fan would be like so when are you putting out new music? Or so like, wait, we you literally- guys are still alive? <laughs> yeah. You're dead, man. Oh, man. And like, so I think that you're right. Like, it is sort of like coming back, but it's also like we've been around. But it's nice to have that feeling where like, this seems to be striking a chord the new songs seem to be hitting in a way that uh we might not have been able to get uh with some of the the past releases and it just feels like a return a return to form in more ways than one we actually partnered with our original uh label mates uh, uh photo finish records that was who we put out uh, want with and so it feels we have that same team and same sort of creative spirit, and it's been it, nice to yeah. get
4: the time to work on our own project too. I, I think you know, you asked what we've been doing the last couple of years. It's been a lot of writing and, and producing for other artists as well as that as that touring that Sean mentioned. And I think that, you know, if anything, um, this time off of of the road, kind of the the enforced time off the road, has allowed us to to come back and and work on our music, which has kind of been the blessing and the curse of of this you know past pandemic time, at least for us, is just providing us a, with, with a time to reflect on on what why we're doing what we're doing in terms of our music as 303 and to come back and circle back and really find that, feel comfortable in finding that kind of mantra
2: again and, and creating new music. The, the writing and producing, uh, it, which is, it looks like it's been a lucrative part of your, of your careers and everything, and I, I'm sure that does have its own creativity, but do you feel, uh, maybe as you're alluding to right here, like, do you feel during that, that it, it's, that's not that's not working every muscle, right? Is there something <laughs> missing with that? I mean, I think the balance of them
4: both, at least in, in my experience, is 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 so beautiful. Because uh, you know, writing for other projects, or you know, even pop pop artists, or or hip hop projects, or you know, even kind of music for film or, or television or uh, video games, it's it's much more speculative in its nature, I have found, than than working on your own stuff. You're kind of writing a lot to to release a fraction of what you write and whereas you know with our own artistry there's so much more of a tangent between writing what we want to write and releasing what we want to release so the, i mean those things they each come with their own kind of frustrations and and difficulties but they also each kind of counterbalance themselves perfectly in terms of being creatively fulfilled i find
2: you you uh, kind of alluded to this a minute ago um about you know heading back to the same team that you all had with with once Uh, From what I understand, the way you guys have been talking about this, that's not the only connection though. I mean, there's something about this new record with Need that sort of, I mean, not even just the titles. I mean, once and Need, obviously they speak to each other, but how much of this new record is speaking to your past?
3: It's just really the titles. Uh, (laughs) We just really (laughs) wanted to connect those two. We really had to hammer people over the head to be like, it's fully connected. Uh, Yeah, I think honestly, it's the spirit of, of how it's made. I think you know, you ha- I think in this business and especially even just as artists and creatives, it's like, I think the battle is just sh- like continue to show up, like always showing up. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get in different environments. And obviously we've kind of uh, had different scenarios when we've gone into different records. Like we photo finish moved off our off Atlantic when we were there. So we were kind of uh, positioned with a new team and there was like different. Uh, expectations and expectations on ourselves. And that was when we were jumping into songwriting. So we were a little uh, we had our minds were a little like uh, melted by that process. And like there was just a lot. And I think with this, we just feel a lot more comfortable with where we are as songwriters, producers and then also just like having fun in the studio and not overthinking things, realizing that sometimes our first uh, decision is is the best one and not to like just sort of tear down. The original idea and just sort of make music to make music and that's where we've come to i think and uh it's it just feels good it, it feels good again and having that team is very important too i think that's an undervalued uh part of the processes because like Matt and i could be in a basement creating but sometimes you need that Uh, creative sort of echo chamber with friends and family that you feel comfortable with and not just sort of like on your own or with someone who has an expectation of trying to, you know, just get money or stuff like that. They see the whole picture. So that's that's why I think it feels sort of akin to when we started. Although at that point we knew nothing like about, we didn't even know, like we were talking about this, like Nat didn't know what a single was. He thought it was like a cheaper record.
4: Just a cheaper, if you didn't want to buy the full (laughs) record, you would just buy the single.
3: (laughs) So, <laughs> so it's a little different. We probably we, know too much now. We call but, that
4: blissfully
2: ignorant. Yeah. yeah, it's a good spot, though. I mean, you, you, you like, I think young artists, you have to be blissfully ignorant if you're going to do, you know, some of those creative things that you might be afraid of later on. Like, like I think about, you know, uh, artists who are younger, vocally, you'll take some chances that we, you know, you don't think about, will I be able to do that when I'm 50? you know or, so or stuff
3: like that well that's a yeah that's you hear true. like uh i mean even we find that like we'll go back and sing like our old songs and i'm like can we like drop the key or can i sing <laughs> this like why was i trying to sing so high but you know again it's you're not thinking about those things you're not thinking the sustainability of a whole tour of what it would mean to sing that pitch every time you know you're just like Rock and roll, baby. I just want to dance. Maybe that's why ACDC is like that the dude, homie.
4: The you Brian's, think he ever, he ever nah, regrets singing that? No, nah, he loves it every night. Every night, it's a
2: party. I know I'm not the first one to ask this, but I'll go into the more serious territory because I think that also speaks to some of your older songs that, you know, they're fun songs, but you have a song like Don't Trust Me, you know, huge hits. But I'm guessing, I mean, is that something that you would right now? Like, ha- do you have to kind of meet in the middle with your younger selves for a yeah. song like that? Yeah, I
4: think I think you, you know, as an artist, you always progress. And you wouldn't do anything you know, the same as you did in the past. And, you know, you kind of keep keep rocking. And I think what we're excited about is on this record, just kind of overtly coming back to some of those old styles that we were used to play with and that was you know music that was really like Sean said it wasn't second guessed at all and, and sonically it was you know it, it's a little rougher around the edges and stuff and I think that kind of combining that with the craft of, of songwriting that we've we feel like we've learned so much from because that's because working with other artists and other songwriters other producers you really kind of are always absorbing you know savvy and know-how and, and different ways of doing something and different ways of, of creative expression really and so I think we're we're really excited to kind of mesh both those worlds and and kind of showcase what we've learned and also kind of do do due diligence to to the OG thing that that we think of as 303 and why like kind of our raison d'être and that's like just what, to was, what was that raison d'être <laughs> our, <laughs> our, our mantra. Bless you. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think uh, and that's really just to make music to to bring people in and to to be inclusive with our our. You know our videos, our live shows, our recorded music—it's all about rocking a party and bringing people in and making them included. Whether that's putting a smile on their face, or making them dance, or making them laugh, or making them cry—how bad our music is. But no, I think it's—you know—it's we're looking forward to, to to progressively releasing that music, and and so far the the reception has been awesome. It's
2: yeah, that's, it's that's interesting because that that was another thing. Like I think three hundred three, there are some expectations musically of or lyrically even. Uh, you know, from from the songs in the past, like like you expect sort of some dirty jokes and some cuss words and like, do you find that, you know, when you're writing though, that you, you lean into those expectations at all? Do you, you're like, you know what we had, or is that, I don't know. Does that come naturally? Is that I is think, that just who you are?
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good question. I think for, I think there have been times, like I said, where it's been like, we've sort of been in our heads about expectations and what someone might think 303 is supposed to be or what it, I think now though, it's like, you know, we've, Progressed a lot in terms of the scene, music scene, the the world, everything. The, everything's progressed in a different way since eleven years ago, and we have too as artists and a, as people. And I think our 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 spirit of making our songs remains the same, which is like Nat said, which is uh, inclusive and and fun and on the edge. But it's in it's where we are now, and it's what you know, like our songs, "Lonely Machines," and "I'm So Sad." I think show that because it's it's exactly where we want to be right now with with our style and whatever people might say are like our lyrics or our sense of humor and i think it's 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 uh layers of a lot of that but those songs are just good representations of where we want to be and, and what we're doing and, and pushing right now so yeah we're happy to be uh at the spot we are creatively i think
2: push further into that then like what what are, are, what are the things that you're wanting to say this time around? Or one of the things th- that you did end up saying around th- yeah, this time around? I think
3: a lot of that comes like, uh, it's like 50-50 hindsight. Like you see, you're like, oh, that, I gleaned that out of it. Like when we're in the process, a lot of times, like, I, like we said, like it's not about too much overthinking. I think Lonely Machines is a really good example of that. That's why it feels like really akin to how we did early songs where it was just like part by part and it wasn't necessarily like, like honestly, I think Nat gave me that a microphone as he was creating that beat in the studio, and I was just like literally making them the lyrics up, like like on the cuff, like like saying like. There's a
4: section of that song where Sean's at the outro is Sean is screaming, and I remember I think we kind of this stays between us, obviously. <laughs> but I think that uh, listeners, turn yeah, please listeners, turn down please the volume turn, real fast. This we had to up. like transcribe the lyrics. <laughs> backwards yeah backwards like try to figure out what he was screaming about and um
3: and that's the take actually that's on the the song is the one that i just literally screamed uh just like you know like like primally just like yelling these lyrics and then we yeah we had to listen i was like i don't know really what i said and then we like (laughs) unpacked it and we're like oh that's very interesting i think you know a song like
4: (laughs) i'm so sad that we just put out i think it's it's a again there I think it's trying to figure out what we do and why we do it and I think that that song you know is addressing something that's serious and heavy um in a way that is trying to be fun and a little bit bit tongue-in-cheek about it about these issues that you know hopefully allow people to either have fun with the song and or you know draw something in terms of their own lives and their own experiences that they've had with being sad and and I think that um you know, for us, it's, it's about that collective stuff and it's about being very serious about our music and creating our music and also really never being afraid about having fun during that process. And, and to us, that doesn't that those things don't operate on different playing fields, really. To us, we're, we're, you know, we feel comfortable walking that line and and for lack of a better word, like playing
2: with our art, even if we're very serious about the art. That song right there with I'm So Sad, I mean, do I understand it right? That, that sort of leans into the uh, like Boys Don't Cry lineage of songs.
3: I think, I mean, I, I think at the moment, again, that was another sort of like guttural just yell into the microphone as Nat was playing that riff. Uh, and we were working with our friend uh, and producer, songwriter Benny Blanco. We were just at his house and Nat was just playing this riff. And I was like, you know what? There's so many songs I feel like I feel sad or or don't even overtly say it like i think of like elliot smith or or just like you know like just sad songs melodramatic minor key key songs i'm just like you know it's it is sort of that feeling where it's like it's okay to not be okay and not to really fight these feelings but at the same time sometimes it just feels good to announce it and and not fight it you know and we even have that lyric in the song like it's not so bad if i don't try to fight it back and it's yeah, it's true, and it's also you know it can be kind of funny, and I think it can also be kind of like we said, like party sad. Like we have how many songs do we have that are like? And Nat and I were in that sphere of like songwriting when it was just like <laughs> Pitbull and Flow Rider that was like I feel so good tonight yeah. is gonna be the Hands best, and you in were the in the studio and you were just like, yep. but I don't really feel that way today. Why am I trying to say that? So that's sort of the aim, I think. If uh if I'm putting it down into like. What we're trying to do lyrically with that, but
2: yeah, you flip the inspirational anthem because I I agree there was everything was fireworks for the longest time everything was whoa oh oh and this this sort of does takes because it's still an anthem there's still a big joyous moment but it it really does kind of flip that it's a
4: yeah and I think recently there have been a lot of you know in the in the pop sphere I guess there have been a lot of songs that are kind of reveling in that sadness and there I mean there's nothing wrong with that like like you know sean said one of our favorite artists is elliot smith and it's like that's there's nothing more beautiful than some of his songs that are that are really reveling in that sadness but i think we also were interested in the idea of of spinning that a different way like the like sean said partying sad or or finding a way to that sadness with with a sense of humor and, and approach it differently and walk walk those lines i guess
2: i mean it has been a lonely year it's been the loneliest year <laughs> yeah. you know that's, that's yeah it, that's uh, it,
3: to put it lightly <laughs> <laughs> i i spent like two weeks doing a claymation for one of our videos just by myself like literally befriending my clay uh, armatures <laughs> so yes i know how lonely it can be <laughs> <laughs> well
2: it's, it's a perfect time because that's you know when we're sad it's not like when I'm sad, like most people, I don't listen to happy music when I'm sad. I want to yeah. hear sad music when I'm sad. When I'm lonely, I yeah. guess I want to hear lonely music. I mean, unfortunately, it couldn't be a better time song in that way.
4: Yeah, I want to hear sad music when I'm happy too. And then
3: the sad music makes me sad. So I don't know what that says <laughs> about the, the modern condition. God, when I got the Spotify year-end report, I'm like, this is if this isn't like just a cry for help, the songs <laughs> that are down, it's they're all just incredibly sad. But uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the conversation is uh, especially geared, you know, towards mental health. And and uh, it's open a conversation. I mean, uh, I know among my friends and even fans. And, and again, it's not self indulging, uh, although I'm sure that it could be taken that way. But I just think, again, it's just a balance there. Like how many songs can we have in the world that are about it's almost like the Instagram, uh, sort of like, facade of like people always having the best life and like showing their best selves. Like, I think the pop music has been that way for a long time too. And it's like, let's be realistic. Like how many times have you been out at a bar and you still feel really lonely or sad? And it's like, how about an anthem for the, I've been ones. to a, a bar in like a year. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, please don't be at a bar now. But uh... <laughs>
2: let's uh, can, can we uh, dissect uh, one of the lines in this uh, to uh, one of the songs with uh, the "I'm a middle-aged cliche" because how much of that was just uh, you know spewing that out words just... out there?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're both uh, we're both like under twenty-five, so that was yeah, more of like that was just more trying like to... situational writing.
4: No, I mean, I think it's a sense of you know we've we've always tried to carry ourselves with a sense of not not too much of an ego and self deprecation yes and especially self-deprecating sense of humor for for our operation and ourselves individually i think in our lives and you know we're we're getting closer to that middle age than we are the the teens for sure and i think that it's kind of funny to talk about yourself as a middle age yeah i mean and there's a line in the songs it's like we should probably have some kids by now yeah i mean judging by our parents that generation we should for sure have kids by now you know
3: yeah it's uh it's, we don't. you can try and avoid it all you want as you get older <laughs> to be like i'm still gonna be the coolest guy i'm literally wearing crocs right now uh and that's so, a shout out to crocs of and socks right that's uh, crocs and socks so crocs you just kind of it just becomes you you know like the uh you just the uh, the dad style you know, we're uh, not
4: dads but we we lean into the dad style now yeah that's that middle-aged cliche like <laughs>
2: Um, Dad's strong over here, so I, I can appreciate <laughs> yeah, there you that go. There you go. quite a bit. There you go. <laughs> Relate to that, but uh, like I'd wanted also, that, like being a band who brings the good times, bring a brand who brings the party. I mean, I'd wanted to like. It, there's a part of that that's sort of the forethought of aging gracefully as an artist. Like, how do you do it? I mean, people people try to. Mick Jagger's still probably still trying to figure out how to do that. You know, sure. it's like how much yeah. of that kind of goes into it.
4: Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there again, I think it's like, um, you know, you evolve as an artist. Like, I guess we're maybe we're not going to talk about some of the things that we talked about in terms of the the way in which we partied. Like, whether it's like, you know, going to clubs. We don't really go to clubs anymore. And even back in the day, we had a song called "F the Club." So uh, I,
3: I belong to the Chess Club when oh, it's nice. open in Pasadena. But that's nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, but I think um, you know you just evolve, and I think as we mentioned earlier, we're we're we don't have too much of an ego, and we're feel comfortable leaning into whatever we become as people and however that reflects in our music and Mm -hmm. I think the guiding light for us is kind of feeling like we're satisfied with what we're creating and feeling like our closest friends and family are stoked on it and then from that you know hoping it extrapolates to a bigger audience and they enjoy it too and I think that you know if anything if we can be honest and faithful with ourselves in terms of like if we're having fun with it and if it's if it's worthwhile and that i don't know it's a big kind of overarching answer to a very complicated question but i think that that's you know we're just trying to trust the gut and and have some hubris and and like just be
3: honest plus we've gotten like a lot of uh work work, done on our faces a lot of botox uh and we do a lot i mean honestly uh, tiktok is kind of like the true test of if, if you're aging <laughs> gracefully because it's like we were like do we go on there and like do these dances that like like the sway house like I, I know way too much about tiktok actually to even talk about but it's uh it's an interesting thing we just want to stay genuine like to what you know we are and and it's no secret i mean like i my, i went fully gray on my hair like four years ago probably from uh i thought you it. it's not a you don't dye it I mean, it is hip. That's cool. Like I actually see in LA, like there's like eighteen-year-olds with their hair dyed gray. They're like, "Cool hair, dude!" And I was like, "This is what <laughs> years of stress do <laughs> to you." It's like you could do it too, kid. Just, uh, uh, yeah. So kind of I don't know. Musicians. I mean, it's we all do it. We all age. Uh, sure. So I mean, we're happy to just even still be making music and playing shows. So that's a uh, that's enough for us. When we can play shows,
2: yeah, right. It is fun. I mean, what you all do, you you do continue to to you know make the whole experience fun. I'm noticing the uh, the green screen behind you, and I'm just kind of remembering the video, of course, that we just saw too. Because there's a you know we talk about the calling back the album with want and need and all that and looking back, but this is really a callback to another time. And I thought this makes sense because the 20 year period has come around. It seems like you're reaching back to the time. Like we we just went through the nineties resurgence. Are we ready now for the mid
4: 2000s resurgence? It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, especially to be a band that was, you know, kind of knowingly and unknowingly swept up in in that scene, kind of the emo and, and warped tour scene, you know? And I think that a lot of those bands have seen a resurgence and for us, it's amazing. For us, you know, it's, we've had the, we've had the good fortune to be able to be touring kind of constantly the whole time, releasing music the whole time. and. For us, it's just amazing because it's what we love to do, and um, and you know we're not going to stop doing it until a global pandemic doesn't allow <laughs> us to, and then we're going to stand up. We're just excited and, and delighted to be able to to keep releasing music and to get back out on the road when it's safe and responsible to do so.
3: I just love like um, like we have fans that will you know comment uh, on whatever Instagram or whatever, and they'll be like, "Saw you when I was twelve, warp Tour. Uh, it was a like." It was life changing to be out there, like, see you guys perform. I'm now a heart surgeon and I have, I'm like, what, how many years have passed? <laughs> it doesn't seem like that long. That's hey, like, what have we done in our lives? You're <laughs> yeah. a heart surgeon, we're over here. I just- blast want when I go in for surgery. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> that can't be good.
2: Well, uh, you know we're of course looking forward to the rest of the record. Um, what else do we I mean uh, more special guests are there more special guests a part of this? Than- yeah, we're still we're still wrapping up the
4: record, still figuring out a couple um, kind of features that we're excited about where uh, we'll be releasing some new music progressively throughout the year leading up to the album Need coming out
3: um, there's shots- a f- there's a feature on here that I don't think if we sat here for an hour that you could guess who no. it is, but it's uh it's, it's gonna be dope. we're really excited about it.
4: excited and uh
3: you know dolly parton is the
2: only guest i'm gonna have
3: Uh, so if it's not her then
4: you know it's the dolly parton (laughs) of a different genre then you're just gonna get you're gonna get the single not the full record uh no we're excited and we're you know we're we're doing cameo for charity if people are interested in getting a cameo stuff we're raising money for the sierra club where we just got on this application called high note that's like kind of a personalized performance thing and so in the meantime you know we're, we're planning some um something special for 303 day out here March 3rd is kind of the Colorado
3: and we got merch up uh, yeah we got merch up at our website 303.com 303.com because our
4: old site became a porn site apparently yeah don't go to forgot. 303
3: music unless you want to uh, it's an adult only site now <laughs> it has nothing to do with us uh we, we don't just let anyone. the
2: registration lapse and apparently some,
4: <laughs> you guys could have made
3: so
2: much more money had yeah, you actually just lean into that <laughs> one yourself so it's... i
3: know what do you think the green screen's for
2: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, well thank you for having us thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it congrats uh, on this new uh music and everything it's really fun to hear from you
4: uh we're so we're so delighted and thanks for your kind uh questions and and it's been a pleasure chatting with you
2: all right we'll see you around take care Bye-bye. Again, the brand new album is called Need with new singles, I'm So Sad, and Lonely Machines. Thanks to 303 for the conversation. Thanks to you for checking us out. Again, I do hope you hit that subscribe button, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube, if you want to catch the video version of this one as well. And after you subscribe to Kyle Meredith, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK pk.org consequence of sound has your music and film news you can also find me on social media spots instagram twitter facebook all three of them at kyle meredith that does it for another edition of kyle meredith i'll see you next time Consequence Podcast Network.
4: Hey, tonight, we're going live tonight. <laughs> gonna dance until the sun Hey. Yes. So- What's up, Kyle? We're going so live tonight. Tonight. Kyle. Kyle, till the sun
3: Don't you love when there's the era of music where everything descended...
4: Tonight, <laughs> we're just too fun guys. I we're no, going I live before. tonight. We're going live tonight <laughs> with Kyle and he's just what's happening dude thanks for no. calling us back after you know the whole thing you know
0: i'm leo phillips host of this must be the gig we're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music speaking with choreographers costume and set designers the people who run beloved venues and festivals and of course speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media.